focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, thank you for joining me for today's bonus episode. If you clicked on this episode, I'm assuming that you are either pregnant or postpartum. (laughs) And if you're not, awesome. I'm glad that you're listening to it anyways and can hopefully take and apply these tips when, you know, maybe you'll need them or a friend will need them or a sister will need them or something like that. I know I started listening to this pregnancy podcast that was very specifically pregnancy in my third pregnancy. And I would go for walks and listen to it. And I was very sad when it was, you know, when I had the baby. So I'm like, now I can't listen to it anymore because it really has nothing to do with my current state. Like, you know, I can still listen to it. Obviously, I might be pregnant again down the road or can, you know, help somebody with some of that information. So anyways, if you are here, though, whatever stage, thank you for being here. And hopefully this is going to be short and sweet and just get you thinking, you know, what you can be doing. I know that especially speaking from experience here and for myself, those last couple weeks of pregnancy, I just was like already making notes on my phone about what I was going to do after I had the baby. And it can be very tempting to want to just dive in like head first, not even jump in feet first, like dive in head first and get back to everything. And it's hard, you know, it is, it's just, you're, you're, it's a gift of hospitality when you're open to life and you're carrying this baby for 10 months or however long, you know, and then for many of us who continue on breastfeeding and are connected to our baby in that way, like it's a long time of giving somebody your body and doing it multiple times and it's beautiful and it's a blessing and it's, you know, a huge part of our vocation. It's also difficult and that's okay to acknowledge and believe me, I have that feeling too of like, okay, please just like want my body to feel like it's just mine. And the reality is it's just not. It's it's if you're married and it's, if you're married, it's not just your own body. And if you are married and a mother, then it's definitely not just your own body. So I get it. Um, and like I said, I can start game planning what I'm going to do when I get back to things, but this is before you do anything else. Like I will do future episodes telling you how to check for diastasis recti and see if you are okay to start exercising, what you can start doing. I have a program for that, essentially. Um, I do have one that is once you get your doctor's clearance at, you know, six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks, depending on how your birth went and everything, I have a 12-week postpartum program that's going to take you through those exercises. I am not delving into those exercises today because I'm talking about right after you have the baby, what you can start doing because I get an overwhelming amount of messages from women who immediately want to know what they can start doing. And the first thing I say is like, take a deep breath and enjoy your baby and we'll get to this stuff. But I, I understand that that's frustrating because the more you tell someone to enjoy something too, it's like, then you can't focus on it. <laughs> I get it. If somebody, it's like when people are like, just nap when the baby naps, you're like, I, I'm not going to be able to do that. So give me something more. Yes, you'll be able to enjoy your baby, but it doesn't mean you're also going to stop thinking about what you're going to do down the road. And it is a good thing to start being prepared. So I'll talk a little bit about the program at the end of the podcast, but before you even get to that point, so you had the baby, you are home with your baby hopefully from the birth center, the hospital, wherever, and you want to know what you can start doing to get yourself on a healthy track. That's great. Number one, start upping your water intake. Probably you can stand to up it from wherever you were, but for just my non-pregnant clients and non-breastfeeding clients, I recommend 80 to 100 ounces a day. So if you're not there, start to try to work up toward that. And if you are there, and especially if you're breastfeeding, 
then feel free to surpass that if you're, you know, if that's tolerable to you, if that's not making you sick or whatever else. I think around 100 is going to be great for everybody. Even breastfeeding, most people don't need more than that. But you can surely go on and do a, a body weight calculator or something. Most times, you know, I will get the question, is too much water bad for you? Yes, but like you need to really have an excessive amount of of water. Maybe 200 ounces would be bad for you. But most people are going to be okay in the 100 to 120 range if you're breastfeeding. So start drinking water early and often. You know, first thing when you wake up, before every meal, if you're getting up to do nursing sessions at night or pumping sessions, drink water then as well. It's just foundational and it's so important so basic but we overlook it and this especially can be one of those things that you overlook when you are in this really busy season I know right after I had baby number three so I had him in the end of July and then I ended up making a checklist for myself Um, I made it for myself and then I sent it out to the email list as well I still have it you know on my files if you would like it if you did not receive it in my email list I'd be happy to send it to you just shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com But I made it because I realized there were fundamental things that I was not doing every day. And one of them was drinking enough water. I'm like, Brittany, come on. (laughs) You tell people all day long to drink water. You know how important this is just all the time. But especially now that you're breastfeeding, like you need to drink more water. But it was one of the things that I was dropping the ball on when I was trying to, you know, acclimate my other two kids, take care of the third baby. You know, my husband didn't have a lot of time off of work. So it's pretty much tossed into it after a couple days and uh, water dropped to the wayside. So it's simple, it's basic, but make it easy for yourself. Get a, Sometimes the hospital sends you home with a big water bottle. Great. Fill it up, fill it with ice, whatever you need to do. I always joke around with my husband because to me, drinking water with ice is like a treat, which is funny because like, okay, I could put ice in it whenever I want to. Like ice is a pretty free resource here. I mean, yes, you pay for water, but whatever. Like it's not a hot commodity that I'm trying to conserve. It's just the extra two seconds of putting ice in. So throughout the day, I usually don't, but sometimes before he leaves for work, he will fill up my water bottle with ice for me. And it's just a very nice little gesture and makes my day to have ice in the water. So do what you need to do if that's going to help you drink it. I just, I do remember that I was trying to do that then in the month of August, trying to get myself to drink more of it. So start drinking water, number one. Number two, think about your breathing and posture. And this is so foundational that I'm going to talk about it in the postpartum program. And I'm also coming out with a specific diastasis recti program for those who do have a, a lingering gap in their abdomen you know, your abdominal wall or it's really deep separation past six weeks and you tr- and you want to attack that first. You want to heal that gap a little bit before you go on to other things. So in that one, I'm going to really, really delve into breathing and posture. But for all of you, again, just listening and trying to apply this, think about when you come home and all of the activities around your baby that you are so hunched over for, like nursing, even holding your baby, feeding your baby a bottle if you're giving your baby a bottle, that you are hunched forward, you are rounding out your low back, and then you get the pooch in your belly without even it being, you know, fat or anything like that. It's just you're naturally pooching your belly forward. So trying to be kind instead of pulling your shoulders back, opening up the chest, bring your abs to where they would be engaged, even if you can't really engage them yet. And that's totally normal. I can't engage my abs for at least the first six weeks. And it's a very slow go. It's been a slower go with each pregnancy for me to actually be able to feel if I like brace my core and I poke my fingers against it for me to actually feel my abs like respond. Okay. So 
posture is huge. Breathing is huge. Posture, again, just thinking like stack your ribs over your hips, get your body in a nice line. You don't have to be, there is no really perfect posture. All of us have curvature of the spine and it's all different. You know, nobody's spine looks the same. However, some of us tend to be really to really tilt our pelvis forward and then be rounded in the shoulders. Some of us tend to really overarch our backs and tilt our pelvis back. So whichever one you are, you want to try to kind of find the middle ground for that. I'm a big overarcher, so I'm constantly trying to bring my pelvis a little bit forward, take that huge arch out of my back, and I feel a difference immediately in my low back. So I want you to think about this when you are sitting, when you are standing, and when you are standing, all the same things. You want ribs over hips, a nice straight line. You also want to think about keeping your knees soft and your glutes unclenched. Many of us lock our knees out and squeeze our glutes without even realizing it. So relax your glutes. If you're sitting nursing, check in on your shoulders and your jaw. Like drop your shoulders down away from your ears, unclench your jaw. And some of these things you might think like, great, Brittany, you're talking about breathing and posture, but I want to know like how to lose fat right away. These things all work together because if your posture is terrible, you can be doing damage to your abs just from bad posture and bad breathing. So talking about breathing next, you want to be able to, and this is like takes practice. Again, I'll have these exercises in the Diastasis Recti program if that's something that's going to be a need for you. When I do them, I will also go back and update my 12-week program um, postpartum program so that they're available in there as well because they're good for everybody even if you don't have diastasis recti. But you want to ideally be breathing 360. So what that means is if you have a hand on the front of your abs and a hand like on your kind of low back side, like right at the end of your ribs on the side of your body there, when you take an inhale in through the nose, you want to feel your ribs expand. Not only are you feeling your belly go out in the front, but you're feeling Ideally, this is where the 360 come from, like all the way around your abdomen, you feel expand. So your back should expand as well. A lot of us, you know, change our breathing habits when we're pregnant because everything is just so squished. Our diaphragms are really squished and crammed in there. And we start taking these short, like chest breaths, like just raising our shoulders and dropping them. And we need to get back to full, deep belly breathing. And if we don't, this is where a lot of times, if, if we're not using letting our back fill up as well when we breathe, then we're just putting a lot of strain on the abs. It's making the abs get long and loose and and then our back muscles are short and tight when we actually just want to round it out and be a little bit more balanced. Okay, so think about that during your day as you're sitting. That's something so easy you can do when you're sitting and nursing is be really aware of your breathing, big, deep, full belly breaths, working on trying to get it into your back. This is also really helpful to do on your side This is where I start practicing with it as soon as I have the baby, like two days later, whatever. Once I'm home, I'll lay down on my side and just put a hand on my belly, hand on my back, and practice making sure everything is filling up with air. And it takes practice to feel it like that, but you can train yourself to do that, and then you'll be doing that in your day as well. So breathing and then posture when you're sitting, standing, pull those shoulders back. I shared a video on my Instagram a a while ago that is just a really simple little posture exercise called angel wings where you lie on your back and you can bend your feet to support your core. So your feet are flat on the floor. You're lying on your back. You bring your palms up to your shoulders. So like the front of your hands are resting on the ground next to your shoulders and you are just skimming your hands along the ground while you reach up and out overhead and then back to shoulders. So almost like you're making a snow angel 
in the snow, but not quite. You're not like flailing them out to the sides. You start with your elbows bent. So starting position is you're lying flat on your back with your elbows bent, your hands up towards your shoulders, and then you're just shooting your hands up overhead to fully outstretch your arms and then bringing them back in. That is so amazing for helping back pain, neck pain, pulling your shoulders back because shoulders tend to be so forward and then it makes your chest muscles short and tight. So all of these actions, these small actions that we think, you know, okay, well, I hunch forward. That's just probably bad for my back. No, it's not. It's also bad for your chest muscles, bad for your core. So everything affects everything else. So angel wings many times a day is a huge saving grace to me. Still now at six months postpartum with breastfeeding just as much. He's still exclusively breastfed. We're starting to do some foods, but you know, uh, he's he's on the boob a lot, so I need to do these multiple times a day. Okay, last one. So number one, drinking water. Number two, breathing and posture. And number three, you absolutely can start eating balanced macros right away. I don't ever tell someone to hop right into my fitness pail, start logging everything, because overall you're trying to get adjusted, right? You're not even, if you're, these are the things you could do immediately, like week one. So I don't want you to be stressed out trying to log things, but you can eat in a balanced way. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that's my goal anyways, is to get you from tracking your macros to eating intuitively. So if you were already there by the time that you are postpartum now and you know what eating intuitively is, you know what balance of carbs, fat, and protein you need, awesome. If you're not quite sure and you don't know if you are eating balanced, then yeah, you could throw it in the app if you want to. But I would just start by making sure your plates look rounded out. You're not just waking up grabbing a protein bar a couple hours later, grabbing like some oatmeal bar. A lot of times when we are especially breastfeeding, I know, please don't like, (laughs) I'm not trying to single out those who are not. I just relate to breastfeeding because that's what I've done. And I know that I tend to to grab for really carby little processed food snacks when I have a baby. I might've shared it on the podcast before, but those stupid little Nature Valley oatmeal bars I've never bought before until I think my first it was my first baby that I just wanted to have things in a wrapper so I could put them like next to the glider. So when I was, you know, nursing, I had some snack in there. So then it became like a thing to me and every single baby I bought those and I'm like, these are not even, they're just straight empty carbs. Like there's no good nutritional value to them, but have I done it anyways? Yes. Cause now it's like a little memory for me, but, um, you do want to make sure that your meals and again, if snacks, if you can, are balanced. So even instead of just having an apple, have an apple and a nut butter. So you're having not just carbs, but you're having that carbs, fat, and protein. At your meals, make sure, especially you're going to be really hungry. Whether or not you're breastfeeding, you're still, you know, your body just went through a huge ordeal. You, Your appetite might still be high from being pregnant. I don't know. Everybody's different. So what I do know is you should still aim for eating three to five servings of vegetables a day. And there's just so much, if you are thinking fat loss and losing baby weight, there is so much that can be done through diet alone when you're not exercising that this is a good way to start getting things back in order, especially if your cravings and things got a little bit out of control during pregnancy and you got a little bit off the the map there. And I'm not judging because I definitely loosen the reins on my diet when I am pregnant, but then it's hard to adjust back. So It's kind of nice not to worry about working out and eating healthily all at once again, where you're holding off on the workouts, you're not doing anything, but you can definitely start 
eating more balanced if you let that slide a little bit or just, you know, becoming aware of what you're doing. Three to five servings of vegetables, eating high protein between 100 grams and your ideal body weight, keeping hydrated. These are all just going to help you feel so much better, even mentally. I made a post a while ago and I've talked about it again on other podcasts that we are whole people. Our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, all is connected. So what you're eating is going to affect your mood. If you are just eating processed foods and you're having a bunch of caffeine because you're not sleeping a lot, you're going to feel irritable. You're going to be anxious. You might feel a little bit depressed or have the baby blues. And number one thing you can do before, obviously I know that some people need to seek treatment and some people need to medicate and things like that. But the first thing you can do on you know base level yourself is to make sure you're covering your your own bases of eating healthily, eating whole beautiful foods that are going to give you vitamins and minerals. Step outside. I didn't put this on the list. Here's a freebie. Here's a bonus one. Get outside in the sun. And I've had babies in all seasons. I've had babies in May, in the middle of summer, and I've had baby in the mid November where it was like snowing the day that we brought him home from the hospital, and. It's so important to get out and feel the sunshine on your face, get some fresh air. So I used to just stick them in the wrap, the one that was born in November, my Joey, and throw a blanket over on top of them. And I just walked laps around my backyard when my two-year-old was sleeping. And that was awesome. (laughs) And it really helped me to, it like changes your perspective just to get out of the house, but to get that fresh air, to reconnect with nature if you're, you know, in a more nature spot or whatever. Maybe you're able to take a, the baby on a walk and things like that. So that's definitely something I would advise movement as soon as you can in that way, just just little walks so that you could get out and get moving a little bit. That really, again, affects your mental health very much in addition to eating as healthily as you can. So those are my three tips for you. If you happen to be in this postpartum period and you do not have diastasis recti, so your gap is not wider than two fingers, you would be absolutely fine to go ahead and try out my 12-week postpartum program. I do want to share with you just a quick review or two um, that I've gotten from those who have done the program. I've never, I never imagined I'd be so sad to see a workout program end. Brittany's postpartum program was perfect from beginning to end. I was nervous about how weak I was going to be after my daughter's birth, and the program could not have made it easier to ease back into working out. I love how each week I was able to see how my strength was growing. The videos were engaging in the perfect length for my busy life as a mom of a toddler and a newborn. As I complete the program, my core is even stronger than it was pre-baby. Woohoo! I am visibly leaner, and I feel so strong. Love it. I love everything about that. Okay, one more, and then I will say goodbye to y'all for the day. I am so thankful I found Fit Mom Life to the fullest 12-week postpartum workout. It was just what I needed to slowly and consistently build up the muscle I lost during pregnancy. The workouts are quick and manageable to do while looking after a newborn. I loved the variety of cardio and strengths it gave me, so I never got bored. I honestly look forward to my workout and having some structured me time every day. I would definitely recommend this program to all postpartum. And as always, with all my programs, you can head over to fitmomlifetothefullest.com if you would like to check it out. And if you have any specific questions or anything for me, you can shoot me an email at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com, and I would love to help you out. All right, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next time. 